the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ivo. The question isn't who is going to let us. The question is who is going to stop us. Welcome to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo Five O. I am your host, Pat Oni. And uh, you can follow me over on Twitter at the Pat Oni Show. Use the hashtag stand with Mrs. Pat and also what I learned today. You can also find me over on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and Parlor. I am also over on the Critical Thinking community over on the locals. So go to criticalthinking.locals.com. That is criticalthinking.locals.com. You can also go to the subscribe button. It's just backslash subscribe. And just, you know, five bucks a month. We are working on some exclusive content, more exclusive content, I should say, that will be coming out here hopefully very soon. So make sure you keep your ears open if you are a critical thinker and listen to um, that show, which airs right here on this very network every Monday through Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. So definitely check that out. I'm also on that show too. I mean, we all know that you come for me anyway, right? Like you don't you don't come to listen to Andrew Coppins. You come to listen to me with Andrew Coppins. I mean, I know his name is on the show, but let's be honest. It's me that you come to listen to. Anyway, um <clears throat> just make sure you go over to criticalthinking.locals.com. And if you don't subscribe, at least become a member. Um, also check me out over on parlor and stuff too. I do tend to do a little bit more over there. Um, and just make sure you're following me on all the social media channels because I, I do use all of them. Um, so, so keep an eye on those. There will be announcements coming, um, here very soon, especially in regards to critical thinking. So I wanted to start the show off because I, I've been thinking very, very hard about something these these last few days. And I actually brought this up sort of on Critical Thinking the other day. Um, and, and it was from a, a Facebook post from my beloved Governor Spencer Cox. And I use beloved sarcastically. He's not beloved. He's kind of an idiot. And yeah, anyway... Um, <clears throat> I, I've been thinking about something, though. Something that a friend said to me um, in replying to a comment that I had left on this post. Um, the post the post read says, Like all of you, we are looking forward to being able to safely gather again with family and friends. The clearest path back to normalcy for all of us is receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, me and many other fellow conservatives within the state of Utah did not take too kindly to that. Um, or rather, we all took it kindly. We just didn't um, agree. Let's put it that way. 
So I just, I responded to, to, you know, King Cox and just said, uh, safely gather. We have the right to assemble. It's a God given inalienable right. Rights are not suspended just because times get hard and they're not up for debate. That includes a pandemic with a 99.991 survival rate. That said, if people want to get the vaccine, they have every right to do so. Those that do not want to get the vaccine also have the right not to do so. In the meantime, stop holding this pandemic over the heads of the people you claim to represent and respect their and protect their rights. That includes those who disagree with you. That that last part, just to give you a little explanation of what that means, um, when um, Spencer Cox was inaugurated, he had made a comment that protesters, um, I, I, I don't know if the exact quote was enemies, but he had basically made a comment uh, implying that protesters are are, en- are his enemies, that people that don't agree with him are his enemies. And that was not a good look for him. So anyway, a, a friend of mine responded, and, and this particular friend um, and I have had major disagreements over the handling of the coronavirus, and he just responded to me and said, that is dishonest and you know better. The survival rate is nowhere near 99.99% and you know it. And yes, again and again, the Supreme Court has said rights can be suspended for extreme times. Pretending this isn't a pandemic just shows me how far you've left from having honesty and integrity. Would our prophet not have closed churches, temples, and more if they need if the need were not extreme? Spend your time searching your heart on these matters. Now, I did make the comment the other day on, on critical thinking. This was kind of a douchey comment. And it was. And it is. Um, <clears throat> however. However. I actually did think about this a little bit. And I, I thought about, okay. Let's take a look from the other side for just a minute because I like to do this. And I I, I started realizing something about myself. And and sometimes when when a friend comments, especially when when a friend that disagrees with you comments, you you want to respond and you want to defend yourself and you want to, you know, just just stick up for what you believe in. And I don't know why it's especially true with friends. And maybe it's because you care about them more. Um, and, and you, you want them to see things your way. And, and Mrs. Pat has often accused me of you, you have to be right. You, you always have to be right. And after careful, uh, self-reflection, I guess I should say, she's not necessarily wrong. Um, and it's funny because when Mrs. Pat and I get into arguments and things like that, we, we accuse each other of doing the same thing. You always have to be right. And in fairness to Mrs. Pat and, and she doesn't listen to this show, so I can just tell her or I can just say it rather. Um, she usually is right. And so I, I thought about this and I'm like, you know, she's right. I do like to be right. 
And it's not so much that I, I feel like that I have to be right. It's that I am very passionate about what I believe. And through that passion means I will defend my stance until the bitter end. I'm stubborn that way, apparently. But on this particular issue of COVID, I I have come to many realizations on COVID because like many who are trying to shove this kind of commentary down my throat that I need to accept mandates, restrictions, and blah, 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 are the ones that tend to have family in hospitals or have experienced death because of COVID, things of the sort. And that's that's tragic. And and I'm I'm sorry that so many have had to go through those things when maybe it didn't necessarily have to happen, but it happened. And as Coppins would say, and I agree with him on this, none of us are God. We 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 don't get to determine when we die, unfortunately. We don't. We can take preventative measures as much as we can, but, you know, just getting out of bed every day is a risk. Leaving your house is a risk. Even before COVID, these things were risks. We just don't look at them that way. We don't. But that's not my point here. My point is, as I was reflecting on this, because I, I wanted to, I actually did want to respond to this comment. I did, and I decided not to. Because I'm not going to change his mind. He's not going to change mine. It's, it, and it's not, honestly, it's not worth the fight. And, and as I have studied freedom and the very concept of freedom, he has every right to say what he's saying and believe what he believes. Every right. And I will defend that right. I don't agree with him, but he has that right. He has that right to say what he said and believe what he believes. And how I react to it and how any of us react to things anymore is our right. It's this pandemic, if anything, has shown us how much we like to be controlled and how much we crave control over everyone else. And it got me thinking a little bit more. I don't, I don't want to control him or anyone. I simply want to be left alone. I want to be able to make my own decision when it comes to the coronavirus, because I truly do. I have deep concerns about the coronavirus vaccine. And while I have considered getting the vaccine on many different occasions, because many people in my family have gotten it and have been fine seemingly so far. Anyway, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens in a few years if they decide to go, I am legend on me, or, you know, if they just grow a third arm or if just nothing happens at all. We'll, we'll find out eventually. And I'm, I've, I've said this too. I'm not necessarily opposed to getting the vaccine. I've been vaccinated for lots of things in my life. But those things tend to have this thing called FDA approval, which the coronavirus vaccine does not. It's approved for emergency use only. 
Um, it is not FDA approved. Um, secondly, I just don't feel right about it. I don't. There is something in me that says don't do it. And and has helped me refrain from just doing it. And and so I'm not going to do it, at least for the foreseeable future. I'm not saying that I never will. I've never said that I never will. But I want to feel comfortable taking this vaccine. I want to feel comfortable exercising my right to do this. I mean, it's my health care for Pete's sakes. I know my body better than I, than anyone else does. I know what I need. I know what I don't need. I know what I'm allergic to. I know, I know, generally speaking, how I'm going to react to probably most things. And, and for whatever reason, I, I've just, I've never felt comfortable getting the vaccine. Especially how quickly it came out. Yes, I know they were working on this for years for, for other things and they adjusted it for COVID-19. That's how they were able to get it out so fast. Okay, great. That still doesn't make me comfortable. You're not telling me anything that's going to make me comfortable. But I don't want to control other people in when it comes to the coronavirus. If you want to lock down and be afraid and, and, and push panic porn, do it. It's your right. I don't agree with you, but it's your right. But if you want to go ahead and live your life and go out and do things and and get back to some semblance of normalcy, I think you should have the right to do that too. And I don't think anyone should should stand in your way. See, this is this is what I've learned about freedom is that that I don't I don't need to respond to every comment. I don't need to react to every comment, even if they are close friends or family. I don't need to do those things. And I found that as I did this the other day, because it it used to be, and I've gotten better about this over the years. It used to be that I would just, I I would absolutely have to defend it. I, I just, something about me, I just, I had to do it. And... You know, and, I, and I've got the friends that are also the keyboard warriors now that that also like to comment on everything and disagree with me on everything from time to time just for the sake of, hey, I know I can get under Pat's skin. And this is just something that I, I've learned as I've gained more experience in my, my radio program, as I've gained more experience in interacting on social media that it's 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 better to just move on and let people believe what they want to believe say what they want to say you say what you want to say and then you move on with your life it's not like you have to have every debate he can he can feel this guy can feel as right as he wants about coronavirus he can there's nothing i'm going to say or do that's going to change his mind there's nothing that he can say or do that's going to change mine. But I did take the challenge of search my heart a little bit here. And this is the conclusion I came to. You do you. I'll do me. I will be responsible for my choices. You will be responsible for yours. If there's a right or wrong when it comes to this coronavirus, we will soon find out. Time will tell. And in many ways, time is already spoken. 
time has already spoken because we're seeing free states. You know, the states that that uh, didn't do the lockdown forever crap. Utah being one of those states, by the way. Um, and that they didn't do this. And they are faring better with unemployment numbers right now. They are faring far better in terms of case counts, uh, death rates, and all sorts of stuff when it comes to this pandemic, which New York, New Jersey, for example, did not necessarily see better death rates because they locked down forever. So here we are. Oh, and now, now just, just to give you an idea of what the unemployment rates are, South Dakota, which is probably the most free state or has been consistently the most free state throughout the entire pandemic. South Dakota is at 2.9%. Utah is at 3%. And Nebraska is at 3.1%. Whereas Hawaii, one of the strictest lockdowns in the country, 9.2%. New York, 8.9%. And Connecticut, 8.5%. Now, Connecticut just reopened as well. They, they, they got rid of all of their mandates and stuff as well, and they are on their way back. But I think, I think a large part of what determined this is that 8.5% unemployment rate. Um, and then Texas probably being an outlier in this because they just removed those restrictions recently. But Florida is also in there. Um, I, I would imagine, you know, a lot of other Midwest states are probably in that or, or on their way back from that. But I look at I look at my home state of Ohio. It's not what it could be. And they're not, I mean, they're easing up on their restrictions, but they're not, uh, Governor DeWine has not shown any indication of of letting up on those restrictions anytime soon or ending any of those restrictions anytime soon, I should say, um, especially when it comes to the mask mandates and stuff like that. Um, but here we are. Um, you know, we are, how do I put this? We're at a crossroads as a country. And given that this is Easter week, I thought about this very principle of serving two masters. And what does that what does that mean exactly in this case? In the case of coronavirus. And this I came I came across this out of my own self-reflection and just I'm like, I, I want to go check out the scriptures on this and just kind of see like what it says because it came to my mind and I wanted to check it out. And I I came across, uh, it's in Matthew, it's chapter 6, verse 24. It says, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Now, I had to look up what, what mammon meant in this case, and it is basically adultery, treasure, worldliness. Where we are with this pandemic is that we have fallen in this trap of fear. And you could you could make the case for both sides. You could make the case of fear for the for the left, fear of getting sick and, and getting grandma and grandpa sick and, and, and ultimately death, right? Those those things. 
Whereas on the right, it's generally going to be a combination of losing my rights and my civil liberties and potentially also getting sick as well and, and being wrong. So you can make the case that fear is on both sides. I'm over here like, why not? Why don't we just do this instead? And that is let people make their own decisions. And then you be okay whether you agree or disagree with those decisions. They're not impacting you. You made your decision. They've made theirs. And then you let it go. You see, this is what I wonder why we are so divided, especially on issues like this, is because we get so tangled up in the moment and we get so passionate about what we believe in that we have to defend it. Rather than going on offense, by the way, which in this case, I think going on offense, again, is just letting people make their own damn decisions and you just doing you anyway, regardless of what other people think and say or do. And just living your life the way that you see fit, in a way that meets your needs and your wants. Is that so hard? But the two masters here are, in this case, I think, are God and fear. And I, I choose I choose God. I don't I don't want to be fearful anymore. I want to get back to some semblance of normalcy in my life. The only way I know how to do that is to live my life the way that I see fit. You live life the way you see fit. I don't want to be fearful anymore. I don't really I don't want to have a care in the world about what other people think or say or do about this virus. Again, like I said, I've had family members get the vaccine. I'm not, at least for right now, I'm not doing it. And my wife, we, we've talked about agnosium. She's good with it. She's like, I got it for me because I'm a teacher and I, I just, I want to just get government and bureaucrats and all the bull crap that she's having to put up with as a teacher off her back. She wants to see an end to her own mask mandate. And she felt that, well, if I get the vaccine, maybe there will be an end in sight for me. That was kind of her logic on it. I don't necessarily agree with her in this case. She doesn't necessarily agree with me. But we were okay with letting each other make their own decision based upon what our individual needs and wants are. And and it's it's made those conversations a, a more peaceful between me and my wife because my wife and I don't agree on everything in politics or every social issue. We don't, we, we actually do disagree on a fair amount of things. I respect her passion. She respects mine. It took her a while to understand that that passion doesn't necessarily mean anger and that I'm not necessarily angry at her for disagreeing with me. In fact, I've never been angry at her for disagreeing with me. I've been passionate. We've we've adamantly disagreed. But that's that's the whole point of this coronavirus is that I can't serve two masters. I can't live in fear and serve God in this case. I can't. I, I can't I can't I can't serve government. Government is not my master. I can't just say I can't just do what they say, knowing what I know. 
having all the conflicting information that we have. I can't, I can't just take their word for it. Many of you have, and that's fine. That's your choice. And, and you don't need me to approve or disapprove of those choices. You just have to be comfortable in that choice. And then finding a way to accept the fact that others may make different choices than you. I've had to do the same thing. And I'm, I'm learning that as I study freedom, as I you know, practice what I preach, that I'm much, much happier for it. And speaking of happiness, one of the things that does lead to happiness is preparedness. If you haven't yet, go to preparewithmojo50.com. Get your four-week emergency food supply kit. Yes, the prices went up, but the food also in these emergency kits also went up. You want to get prepared. Start with your food storage. It's important that you start with these things and get prepared because we don't know how long, much longer these lockdowns and restrictions are going to last. We don't know what our country is going to look like in six months from now, considering how much it's already changed in the last three. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. That is preparewithmojo50.com. You are listening to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo50, and I will be right back right after this break. What would it take for you to go to mojo50solar.com? Mojo50solar.com is the place where you can find out just how much it will cost you to have a solar system installed at your house and how much you could save. Mojo50solar.com. Well, if you said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. Dang it, Chris. Hurry up and open that door and get over here and help me. This cooler's getting heavy. Well, um, yeah, I, I can give you a hand, uh, but I I locked the keys in the bunker. Dang it, Chris. We have to do off-track in an hour. How are we going to get in there now? Relax. I got a new lock we can install later, but right now we need a battering ram. Hey, I know. Let's use the cat cooler as a battering ram. It certainly is rugged, but I don't think it's made for taking down steel reinforced doors. Man, relax. The thing can take 2,500 pounds of concrete with only minor scratches. We can definitely open the door with it. Rusty, grab the other side. All right. Well, we need a new door, but the cooler's good. Let's get to the studio. Get your cat cooler today at catcoolers.com. That's catcoolers.com. Cat Coolers does not approve of their product for use as a battering ram and cannot recommend you use it in any breaking and entering scenario, but it worked and it was fun. No coolers were harmed in the production of this ad, but the door is a total loss. Also, don't use it for smuggling a cat into New Mexico as it's against the law. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Welcome back to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo 5 I am your host, Pat Oni, 
Again, follow me over on Twitter at the Pat Only Show. Use the hashtag Stand with Mrs. Pat. What I learned today. Um, I will be doing the next Mrs. Pat recipe here in just a few minutes. Um, you can also find me over on Facebook, MeWe, Instagram, Parlor, also all at the Pounding Show. Make sure you go to criticalthinking.locals.com/slash/subscribe. It's only five bucks a month. We are working on some new and improved additional content over there um, that hopefully you will all enjoy. Um, just uh, keep listening to the Critical Thinking Show right here on Mojo Five O, and uh, you'll be able to get the inside scoop on that here, hopefully very soon. And yes, the show is pre-recorded. I am on every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern. But the show is pre-recorded. Thank you, Stephen. Ari, um, before I get into the 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 Mrs. Pat recipe and, and the second half of the show here, I, I just, I want to put a bow on what I'm, I'm talking about here in this first half. Uh, this idea of not serving two masters. Um, it, it's It's frankly as simple as this. Um, it's it's one thing to be passionate about what you believe in. It's another thing to be passionate in a way that succumbs to fear and, and pushing your fears on other people. And that's what this pandemic has shown us. Again, we, we, it's shown us that we we love to be in control and we also love to be controlled at the same time. And there was a great article from Fee.org that, that that's going to make my point here for me. And I, I won't read the whole thing, but um, there's a section in here about young people. Well, the whole article is actually about young people being m- more afraid of COVID and getting back to um, societal norms and all this sort of stuff. Young people, ages between 18 and 34, you know, the, the, the group that has the lowest risk of getting the coronavirus or dying from the coronavirus. And... There's a reason for that, folks. There's a reason for it. And I think the biggest reason is the media. And and what, what happened here is the author actually went in, um, and I'll just read it. He says, while, while writing this article, I had to find statistics on the risks of COVID for young adults. To find this information, I did what I normally do. I went to Google. And I taped in keywords for what I was looking for to find young people less likely to die from COVID. I was expecting to find a bunch of articles and research showing that young people have relatively little to fear from the coronavirus. That's not what happened. Here are the top results I got. Coronavirus and COVID-19. Young people or young adults are at risk too. Johns Hopkins Medicine. What young people, what young healthy people have to fear from COVID-19, the Atlantic. Data reveals deadliness of COVID-19 even in young adults. University of Minnesota, SIDRAP. Uh, young people at are at risk of severe COVID-19 illness, NBC. Dying young, the healthcare workers in their 20s killed by COVID-19 KHN. Now, how can I expect my friend or anyone else to not be fearful when they constantly are surrounding themselves and listening to people that are constantly pushing the panic porn? It's no wonder why we are so incredibly 
messed up by all these lockdowns and and all of this pandemic stuff. I have never said and I never will that this pandemic is not serious. It is. It is serious. It's always been serious for more reasons than one. And it's not even necessarily just because of the virus. It's because of how we've reacted to the virus and how we've let other people make decisions for us out of fear because we don't understand this virus. And I would even argue to this day that we still don't understand the virus. We still don't. What we do know is that most people survive from it. Is this vaccine a cure? No, it's more of a therapeutic. It keeps you out of the hospital. But we don't know the side effects from it. I I, I wonder how many people, I, I was actually um, wondering this question of, if let's just say that there was a vaccine for cancer, just as a hypothetical, or Ebola, I mean, pick your disease, right? Pick your disease. If there was a vaccine and the CDC or the president or um, Anthony Fauci or, heck, even a relative, a mother, father, brother, sister, grandma, grandpa came to you and said, hey, I have this vaccine. It'll keep you safe from Ebola, cancer. Again, pick your disease. But... The caveat is it's not tested. We don't know what the side effects are. We don't We don't know. What we do know is it'll keep you from getting these things. It's not a 100% guarantee, but it'll, it, it'll, it'll give you a better chance. Would you take it? Would you? Not knowing what the trade-off is. I don't, I don't know that I would. I would want to I would want to know what that trade-off is. What what am I giving up? What am I what am I potentially risking if I don't? In this case, having a 99% survival rate over a 95-ish percent effective vaccine. I mean, I know 4% doesn't necessarily make that much of a difference in this case but I like my odds with 99% versus 95%. Or, yeah, yeah, 95%. So that's just another way of looking at it. But I I, I don't know. For me, I, I'm, I'm at peace with the idea of you do you, I'll do me, and let's just, let's go on our merry way. You live with your consequences, I will live with mine. I mean, it's such a concept. You know, I, I tend to to have found that as we've disagreed on issues, the best way to move on and move past these issues is to let people think and believe what they want and move on. Let bygones be bygones and move on. Again, I'm not saying don't passionately defend yourself. I'm not saying don't passionately stand up for what you believe in. That's not at all what I'm suggesting. I'm just saying don't become so invested that you have to push your fear onto somebody else. If anything, I'm telling you, believe what you want to believe. God is in control. You will suffer the consequences for your choices, and I will suffer the consequences for mine. Can't we just let it 
be that. Isn't it that simple? Anyway, I digress. All right, time for the um, Mrs. Pat recipe of the week. And I know I haven't gotten the um, sheet pan fajitas up yet. Actually, I may have gotten them up um, by the time the show airs here um, at 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Um, so so check those out. That's the recipe from last week. I know, I know, I suck at this. I suck at getting these up, you know, right around the time when the show airs. I apologize. Um, and... I, I, I will be better about this going forward. I did, however, get the pork fillets that I did a couple weeks ago up there um, with the Parma, Parmesan garlic potatoes um, as well. So so check that out. Um, you'll, you'll enjoy this one that's coming up. But first, before I get into that, it's spring. Baseball's here. Some people like to go and tailgate at baseball games. Some people like to get together and do cookouts and barbecues and stuff like that, you know, around baseball games. If you're if you're that kind of a fan, um, some people just love doing these kinds of things for sporting events. Um, this is the type of time of year where people are starting to go camping um, and getting into the outdoors, folks. I'm telling you, if you haven't gotten one yet, get a cat cooler. It's the best cooler on the market. It keeps your food and drinks cold for up to seven, count it, seven days. Name me another cooler on the market that can do that. That's not going to have all of your food and drinks in a watery mess by the end of seven days. And not to mention, they're going to be warm. So tell me tell me another cooler that can do that. Go to catcoolers.com. I promise you, you won't regret it. Use the promo code Mojo Five O, and um, you'll get ten percent off your disc. You know, your uh, a ten percent discount off of your purchase. So catcoolers.com promo code Mojo Five O ten percent off your purchase today. That's catcoolers.com. All right, and it's time for the Mrs. Pat recipe of the week, and that is going to be carrot cake. Now, normally, I actually wouldn't be able to give this recipe up because the recipe that my wife usually uses is a family recipe that that she will not share. And, and we've agreed that as I do these recipes that anything that is like a major family recipe, um, she's not going to share those per se um, because they're like these secret family recipe type deals. However, she is doing something totally different um, and did a totally different carrot cake, and it's actually really good. I actually personally like it better than the other version um, that she normally does, the the family version, that is, Um, and it's fantastic. And so I actually um, have pictures and some videos of this one that I'm actually going to put up on Instagram um, and all, all my other social media channels as well of her actually making, um, this carrot cake. Uh, it's pretty simple. Um, and it's, it's not complicated and I promise you it's really good. It took her about, I want to say about 40 to 45 minutes altogether, um, to get it baked. Um, and I, but I'll, I'll I'll have to I'll have to ask her about that. I'll make sure I put it in the post of the recipe, um, but it did it did take a little bit of time, um, 
And it only, but in terms of preparing it though, it only took maybe 20, 30 minutes. And then, you know, just the time that it needed to actually bake. So, um, but it's worth it. And it's really, really good. Um, if you like carrot cake, I highly recommend this one. In the meantime, feel free to send me messages of any recipes that you've tried, what you think of it. We actually like seeing pictures from people because it's it's something that kind of gives us a reference to how you've interpreted the recipe, what you think it should look like. And for the most part, they generally speaking are pretty close to what Mrs. Pat actually does. Um, now here lately, it's been me doing all the, the cooking on a lot of these recipes, but in this case, the carrot cake is done by Mrs. Pat herself. Um, so check it out. Let us know what you think. And if you have recipe suggestions that you want us to try and that you want us to feature on the show, um, like we will, I will actually um, either have her do it or I'll do it. We will actually try making it ourselves and we will feature it right here on the Pat Oni Show uh, on on Saturdays. So if you have those ideas, please send them my way. I'd, I'd love to check it out. Because if there's nothing else that can unite us in this world, let it at least be around food. Um, because everyone loves food. Uh, l- let that be at least one uniting factor that, that we can all get behind. So anyway, check out the carrot cake. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, let us know what you think of it. For the remainder of the time, I've got I've got one other thing I want to talk about, and I, I want to end um, the show on a Eastery kind of note, if you will, um, considering that tomorrow is Easter Sunday. Um, the MLB, Major League Baseball, um, has decided to move the All-Star game this year from Atlanta because of, well, Georgia's new voting law. And yeah, um, really here, the fans in Georgia are the victims of this um, because there are a lot of Atlanta. I mean, well, even outside of Georgia, I know quite a few Atlanta Braves fans and it was going to be in Atlanta this year um, and it was going to be really good. Atlanta, the, the Braves organization actually released a statement on this. It says the the Atlanta Braves are deeply disappointed by the decision of the Major League Baseball to move its 2021 All-Star game. This was neither our decision nor our recommendation, and we are saddened that fans will not be able to see this event in our city. The Braves organization will continue to stress the importance of equal voting opportunities, and we had hoped that our city could use this event as a platform to enhance the discussion. Our city has always been known as a uniter in divided times, and we will miss the opportunity to address issues that are important to our community. Unfortunately, businesses, employees, and fans in Georgia are the victims of this decision. We will continue to support the community legacy projects which have been planned and are in process. I, I you know, Agree or disagree with the Atlanta Braves and and how they might protest this um, new voting bill that was just passed in Georgia. I don't think they could have released a better statement because this isn't about protesting the 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 bill at this point. This is about taking it out on everyone else. 
you know what you're 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 not you're not you're not doing something that's uh in my favor or that i see is favorable to other people therefore i'm going to take my game and leave and make everyone else suffer for it that actually might even agree with me so i i think it's wrong i think it's wrong of the major league baseball they're being like little whiny babies about this um and considering the the new voting bill i i i've only read part of it because frankly it's long um but here's here's what little i know about it it really um really is just it includes a ban on providing food and water to people that are waiting in line of voting um and according to 538 kemp justified the new law by suggesting that they were unresolved questions about whether the election in georgia was conducted fairly so this is really a reaction to they 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 are changing their voting laws because a lot of people felt that what happened in Georgia was unfair. Coppins and I have talked about this before. What happened around key states like Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, is that they all changed their election rules and and all of this stuff months before the election actually happened, which ultimately played a role in determining the outcome of the election. It wasn't necessarily voter fraud that that caused Trump to lose the election. It was the changes in the rules. And now what Georgia is doing, and by the way, this is what, what many would consider electioneering, providing food and drinks in line for people that are waiting to vote. Um, that's not okay. Electioneering is not a good thing. It's tampering and messing with people to get them to vote a certain way. Now, is food and drink really going to do that? That's debatable. I understand that. But electioneering is electioneering. It's still wrong. That's what they're doing. They're, they're trying to make it. They're not trying to make it any harder for one type of person to vote in Georgia or not. All they're doing is, hey, um, we need to to crack down on some things here to make sure that our elections are fair. And by the way, to make sure an election is fair, it should be hard. It should be a process. You should be able to show, hey, I live in this area and I am eligible to vote here through voter ID. You should be able to do that. I don't see a problem with that because only United States citizens should have a right to vote in United States elections. Only people that live in certain local areas should have the right to vote in those local elections. The reason why is because you have a stake in the game. What these laws are meant to do is to make sure that everyone has an equal stake in the game. Because if you don't have a stake in the game, i.e. voter ID or you're, you're tampering with the election in some way, you shouldn't be eligible to vote. Or, or if you're an illegal immigrant, you should not be eligible to vote in our elections. You must be a citizen of the United States. You must be of legal age. And frankly, I think you need to have a stake in the game. And, and I don't necessarily know what that, that needs to be. I think each individual can state can figure out what those stakes are. It used to be in the United States that it was you had to have property. And the reason why is because property meant you had a stake in the game. That's what this is meant to do. And the Major League Baseball is throwing an absolute fit over it because people are trying to make sure that their elections are run fairly. 
This is something that should have been done before the election in 2020. But as we said before in critical thinking, the GOP let this crap happen. Now they're trying to rectify it. Now they're trying to fix the problem, at least in Georgia. But is it too little too late? I don't know. Hopefully not. Um, will this will this bill go beyond uh, Georgia? Um, I I would hope so. I would hope other states would would follow suit at least in some regard. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the exact same thing, but there's some regard to it. Um, will this thing go to the courts? It's possible. It's possible. It's possible that this could be challenged in a federal court. I don't know that it would go all the way to the Supreme Court, but it it could, in theory, be challenged in court. Will it? I don't know. Um, it's it's way too soon to tell. Um, but but that's a possibility. In other words, though, there are other ways. If you don't like this bill, there are other ways to protest it than taking it out on your fans. Because I, I can promise you, you're losing business this way. They they have not announced another location as of yet. Um, and yeah, they'll get business in that city and, and from their wokeness and all this sort of stuff. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was somewhere like San Francisco. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see on that. Um, it's just... There are other ways, like like the Atlanta Braves said, there are other ways to have this discussion, taking it on their fans. It's just being whiny. It's being a complete and total wuss about it. And shame on Major League Baseball for being that much of a wuss, frankly. So there you have it. Um, The other thing I wanted to get into really quick is you're probably wondering why I'm not talking about what happened in the Capitol building yesterday or around the around Capitol Hill, um, with the the uh, the shooter, um, and I here here's why I'm not getting into it. One, I don't think we have all the facts yet. We don't. I know very little about this. I know that Facebook suspended his accounts, and no, I'm not going to say his name. I know Facebook suspended his accounts. I also know that uh, he supposedly identified himself as a follower of Louis, Louis Farrakhan and is adhered to the Nation of Islam. Um, so that's what I know. Um, oh, and the other thing, too, is it sounds like he may have been a little crazy, um, saying government's the number one enemy of black people, that he has suffered from multiple home break-ins, food poisoning, assaults, unauthorized operations in hospitals, and all this stuff. So it, it sounds to me like there's a little crazy here. I I I I don't necessarily want to say mentally ill because I don't know. But frankly, that's all I'm going to comment on it because I don't know. I don't know the facts of this one yet. Um, I only know really what's come out. I I think we need to play this out and see what what comes up. But at on the other hand of this, um, why? Why did this happen again so soon? Why was there another attack on Capitol Hill already? I mean, this was, what, two months later? Two and a half months later? So, 
something something needs to change in uh, Capitol Hill from the sounds of things in terms of security and um, being able to make sure that these kinds of things are prevented as much as possible because two and a half months later, that's not that long after what happened back in January. So, yeah. So that, But that's all I'm going to say on it for right now. The rest of the show, tomorrow's Easter. And I really wanted to just... How do I put this? How do how do I because if if I just say what we say in my faith, I don't know that it necessarily makes sense, but I'll, I'll I'll just explain it. It's what we call a bearing of a testimony. And what this is, we in, in my faith we have, you know, once a month we have what's called a fast and testimony meaning it's sacrament. And it's where anyone in the congregation will be given time to go up to the pulpit and essentially bear their testimony of Jesus Christ and why they believe the church is true. And some people will give like a little story here and there about how it's influenced their testimony, that type of thing. And these these things are usually like two to five minutes long-ish, usually. Um, and But we just call it a bearing of testimony. And at the end of each testimony, everybody ends it in, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And so I thought I would do the same thing here because I didn't get into radio just because I had influences like Glenn Beck and Doc Thompson. I got into radio because it's only something I felt called to do. And it's something that I promised my Heavenly Father that I would use it in a very principled, valued way that defended freedom that that and also glorified him. Um, as much as I possibly could. And for me, well, God is real. And he lives. And I know that Jesus is the Christ. And I, I know that without having the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life, that I would be not who I am today, and I would be probably utterly lost. I don't think I would be the good, the man I am today. And I, and I like to think of myself as a good man. At least I try to be. And I don't know that I would be. I don't know. I truly don't. But I do know that as I have gotten more and more into radio, as I've followed, followed promptings, as I've, as I've tried to do what I've always felt that my Heavenly Father wanted me to do, I, I've seen the blessings in my life for it. I hope that as each and every one of you, especially over Easter, as we reflect on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that you find these blessings, these kinds of blessings in your life too. I wish you nothing but health and happiness, that you experience joy with family and friends. Um, it is, I know we live in challenging times, but frankly, life is remarkably beautiful. Um, and it's it's honestly wonderful. It's challenging, sure. It's hard. It's difficult. But it's also beautiful. And I know that we've been given these opportunities because of a loving Heavenly Father 
and because of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I know that as we come unto them and we come closer to them, that we can know more of their will for us as individuals, as a country, and that good times are ahead. And that these dark times will soon pass. And I leave you with that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You listen to the Patterning Show right here on Mojo 5.0. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And happy Easter. I will see you back here on Mojo 5.0 Monday night with Andrew Coppins. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba.